0: hello uh and we just literally just talk about life and pretty much entertainment stuff that we've consumed throughout the week um i don't think we've done much this week
1: so i we talked about this earlier you didn't really have a plan going into tonight whereas i had some notes well
0: yeah i didn't really do much i didn't do much
1: either but i still we got some content to talk about well we're gonna mostly we're gonna start out by talking about the oscars Look yeah oh yeah, yeah. Sunday.
0: <laughs> i watched the whole darn you thing did? Yeah, I, was very I didn't expect yep. to i never do so
1: um so we'll start with that and then i got some other mostly video game topics we can discuss but okay. if anything else comes to mind we'll just sort of improv from there but yeah. uh so yeah like you said i mean on sunday we watched the 92nd academy awards um so it's of really just a sum of the show i mean i think you and i both enjoyed the show we we're happy with most of the awards
0: it, like it's not that i enjoyed it is well, that it had a good pace like mm-hmm. it was watchable like easily consumable yeah,
1: I don't know I had some issues with it but just to start off so as most people might already be aware they didn't have a host again this year so they you know they just had the normal presenters giving out the awards and at one point at the beginning they had a funny uh, little segment with uh, Chris Rock and Steve Martin <laughs> came up together and did some jokes and you know obviously topical stuff yeah, they picked, like picked to on the crowd the typical host, host stuff because they yeah. both hosted before right but so they, they kind of did that uh, yeah more like a <laughs> roast um so that was funny. Um but I don't know, from the react the reaction I got from a lot of people on social media and, and forums and stuff was that a lot of people thought some of the acts were kinda of cringy and Yeah, like
0: the opening act was kind of weird in this my is opinion. the singing part, like yeah. with Chanel
1: yeah. Monet, I think it was. Um yeah. going through the crowd. Again, they're trying to get their crowd to participate to sing along and, Yeah, and that like, was
0: like yeah. the, uh. <laughs> so trying to
1: kinda of like do that the Ellen thing from a few years ago. I remember when Ellen did that, which was pizza. Hosting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was the, a good thing though. That's yeah. yummy.
1: <laughs> and the big selfie, remember that? The big yes! selfie moment. And that was like a yeah. huge thing. Like mm-hmm. I think
0: even the Simpsons made fun of it kind yeah. of thing.
1: So I don't know. But even like some of the just like some of the presenters, the stuff that was written for the presenters, making jokes before they present the awards, some of that stuff didn't really land. No, like the, the comedians awkward. did it okay. Yeah. But
0: like the other people were just like oh. But I think some
1: people thought the thing was one a little long too. Like yes. even though it was funny, like the one yeah. thing that thing with like the one with like Kristen Wig and Maya Rudolph. I was gonna say that one. It dragged on a bit. Yeah. Jokes. But yeah. in any case so presentation-wise, I think a lot of people weren't really happy with the show. I mean, I, I read a couple of days after the Oscars that apparently it was, like, the, the lowest-viewed Oscars in the last, like, 20 years It didn't or surprise something. me. Like, it
0: would easily be turnable, offable. if that's a word, at, like, any commercial. But it, yeah. I don't know. The pacing was fine. Like, I usually don't watch these things. So it was, it's something that made me watch it. Probably Eminem.
1: So you get, yeah, well, we'll get to <laughs> Eminem in a second, too. But uh, So to get into the actual awards, though, um, I'm going to leave the big ones for last. So I didn't, I didn't write down all. all of them. No, I'm not reading, I'm not reading oh, all of them. Like, I didn't really make note. Because stuff that I didn't watch, like the documentaries mm. or any of the... Or
0: Parasite. Well,
1: we're going to get the Parasite. Oh, I know, but, but
0: I'm it, just saying you didn't watch it, but now it's like I hype don't, level. I oh, I God. Well,
1: that's not true. It was playing around here in Niagara, but I just didn't really... Didn't think much of it till now. Well, I heard it was a good movie, but yeah. I just didn't really know it was this good, I guess. so. <laughs> but they're going in no particular order here, um, the ones that I picked out. So, yeah, best original song went to Rocket Man. Yeah. Which elton john he performed it live to, it was one of those like several live performances that night um I mean, it was a good song it wasn't but
0: terrible but it's, i thought I, I really liked the um i mean
1: i didn't think the frozen song was gonna win because it wasn't as catchy no. as the first one frozen 2 yeah song. let it go
0: um
1: which one did you, like? Oh, you like the one from harriet
0: yeah harriet that i thought that was a good one yeah but
1: i guess not in any case uh um, t- best costume design went to Little Women, which We're we kind of joked about. I mean, anytime you do a period piece with a lot of you win. Exactly, you're going to win the costume <laughs> design no matter what. Um, best animated to feature, Toy Story four. Not kind of a surprise, but not really because everybody knows the Academy it all picks loves Pixar. Um, do they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I think like I'm pretty sure Brave won, and no one really cares about Brave. Like, oh, so that's about, like, true. Ten years ago, so uh, Pixar, Disney or Pixar always kind of a shoe in. Um, I mean, there was there was some. Other animated films this year. Like Frozen Two wasn't nominated, How to Train Your not Dragon Three was. Mm-hmm. And there's some other like um, like not foreign animated films, but like animated films not made the by Indies. Indies studios, yeah. yeah. Like missing link that yeah. Um, but yeah, so Toy Story Four One, which some people weren't happy about, but whatever. And Toy I still Story Four is not a Toy Four four is not a bad movie, it's just not I didn't Oh
0: please. Your child loves it.
1: <laughs> I, I think didn't think it was anything special when I saw no. it. It's a good movie, but um, adapted screenplay went to jojo rabbit which i haven't seen so i can't mm-hmm. judge it but i know i've heard the content's great and the writer i know the writer and directors are really funny guys so it doesn't okay. surprise me that the screenplay is, is heralded pretty well i'll definitely want to check that movie out to judge for myself um uh getting into i guess the well actually i won't get to the individual categories yet let's go to um ford v ferrari which i did see i was actually very happy i love that film um i was happy it won for film editing and sound editing those yeah. are the two things I would say would stuck exactly. up to me. I got to had the
0: room room sound yeah, good. Yeah,
1: like sound for a car movie is always yeah. important. And the editing, I do remember the editing of the race teams being really good. It wasn't choppy, like, you know, like a Fast and Furious. Mm. It's like, it's yeah, really. What's going on? Because, well, again, it's just uh, some, some races are like Daytona, so you're just going in a circle, right. and some are like Le Mans is a bit more of a windy one. Windy track. But um, yeah, so I was happy with those awards for Ford Ferrari. Yeah. Um, 1917, another movie I loved. Obviously, mm-hmm. I talked about it on our first podcast. Yes, you did. Uh, it, won three ca- it won three awards. The one I'm happiest for, the gentleman winning, is Best Cinematography. Because, mm-hmm. man, I, I already discussed the first episode of Cinematography. That film's amazing. So, Roger Deacons, his second Oscar in a row, back to back. He won last year for Blade Runner 2049. Another beautiful film. That was film. two years ago.
0: Hmm? Was that not two years ago?
1: Well, it came out in 2018, so it was a 2019 Oscar. I thought it right? came out in
0: 2017. No. Are you sure?
1: I looked at the thing up okay. the thing today, okay, it, it, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so a well earned award for Roger. Um, sound mixing again, yeah. I could see that because, like, and the sound played a huge part in that movie with the um quiet moments and the downtime, mm-hmm. like the way the shots, the gunshots came off, mm-hmm. um, mixing with the score and everything. I thought mm-hmm. that mixing was great. Um, this one's actually surprising a bit, so visual effects when i saw the list of movies <laughs> like star wars avengers endgame i'm thinking it's gonna be like a marvel or a disney yeah. thing right and then 1917 was for visual effects and i'm like wait really and then they start showing this reel of like effects in the movie and i didn't even realized that like a lot of the buildings and stuff were cgi in it's so
0: good exactly
1: like if something doesn't stand if it's not, if it's not in your face if mm-hmm. the cgi isn't so obvious and i guess yeah technically it should be best visual effects yeah. because it did a good job blending yeah, in to make it exactly. feel practical right so I'll definitely keep an eye out for that next time I rewatch that film. <laughs> Try and mm-hmm. think about what's practical and what what's CGI. But um, yep. So 1917, three awards, good for them. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, another movie I loved last year. Got um, so best supporting actor for Brad Pitt, which everybody pretty much assumed he was going to win because I think he's won every other awards show for that category, really lead, lead up to yeah, every every like the bath oh, the bath Globes, the Golden Globes, always yeah. other. Everybody loved Brad Pitt in this movie, and he okay. was great. So um, judging
0: by the clips that they showed, and he, surprisingly, good. Like,
1: I didn't. Um, I guess it's, it's it's his first Oscar win in any category, supporting or otherwise. I but, thought he had one before, but he? He's been really? nominated before, but well, yet, yeah, it's his first win. And considering that he's like fifty-six years old now, like good for him, you know? Because he's not gonna have probably a ton of chances going forward. Award. I don't think it's pity award. I know, in this case. No, I he know. earned it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, and he had, he had a pretty good speech. I thought it was it wasn't compared to some of the it other speeches the that night, the night. Right, but compared to some of the other speeches that happened that night, his his was a bit more.
0: Simplified about? and
1: heartfelt. Okay, and we're going to get The Walking Phoenix. Uh, I didn't.
0: See, I didn't say it. You spoiled it this time.
1: already <laughs> well, knew he was going to win for it. We'll get to yeah, him in a second. I know, you know? but. Um, but I Once Upon a in Hollywood also won for Best Production Design, which, again, well-earned, in my opinion. If you've seen the movie, it, it perfectly depicts the um, 60s and 70s yeah. of, of, you know, Hollywood. Um, so, yeah, good for them. Um, again, I was a little surprised that it didn't win um, Screenplay Award. Because, you know, you figure that uh, Tarantino's usually a shoe-in for those type of things. But we're going to get to who won that one he in a 2nd got
0: one movie left to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, I guess we're next to the Actress Awards. So Best Supporting Actress went oh, to... here we go. Well, so Best Supporting Actress went to Marriage Story. It went to Laura Dern, specifically. Now, she's a very good actress. I like her in a lot of movies. In this movie, I didn't think she was anything particular. Like didn't stand out to me as being award-worthy, but apparently a lot of other places felt that way. Like She had a lot of buzz going into the Oscars that this was her award to lose, and she ended up winning it. So, But who was the other one in that category that I was rooting for? Um, Best Supporting? No, no, that was, that was for Best Actress. You
0: were rooting for both. She, you thought she'd win one of them.
1: Yeah. Best Supporting, I thought there was another one I thought that was really deserving, but... In any oh, case, well, long, um, long gone now. Okay, I can't remember now, but first Oscar for Laura Dern. So again, okay. sort of like Brad Pitt in the late 50s. So, you know, good for her. She's, it's a long career. She's, she's earned some respect. Um, best actress uh, went to Renee Zellweger for her portrayal of Judy Garland in the movie Judy. Again, I heard going into the Oscars, this was her award to lose. She was a shoe-in favorite, even though in my opinion, I, again, I can't judge. I haven't seen Judy's. So I don't want to take anything away from Renee. I think she's a good actress, but I really thought Scott Johansson did a great job in Marriage Story and, would have liked to have seen like she, she was nominated twice this night once for marriage story and once for jojo rabbit for supporting actress so she didn't win either which is a shame but the fact that she got nominated twice means i think she's finally starting to get some well-earned recognition and kind of get away from and the marvel black widow. get away from the marvel stuff yeah Even so. though doesn't
0: have a black widow movie this year
1: she does okay yeah. but that'll be the <laughs> end back. of that that'll be the end of that saga yeah um so um joker won best original score which was interesting to us because there and I both kind of agreed that the score we both saw the movie in theaters but the score didn't really stand out to us at least not on my first watch it didn't leave an impact on me but maybe when I rewatch it I'll pay attention more I do remember the score being like very haunting fitting. and fit- fitting for the film yes maybe because it wasn't so over the top it didn't re- register in my mind as something memorable but but I was actually I was happy to see the win because again it was a um the first time or first time nominated and winning composer she's actually, actually from Iceland I'm not going to try and pronounce her name. It's no, H- it's Hilder and their last name is something. Yeah. It's really long. But she had a nice speech. Very heartfelt, yeah. I thought. And uh, I think she mentioned something about trying to encourage more female composers out there. Yes. Because a lot of composers in Hollywood, I think, are male. Yeah.
0: So, ex- that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, it's a girl. <laughs> yeah. So good for
1: that. Um, good for and, her. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, most of the actor awards the game of the Oscars, most of the people that won were expected to win. And again, in this case best actor joaquin phoenix for his portrayal of the joker sure. well earned in my opinion mm-hmm. um again I, I wouldn't have been i would be happy honestly if any of the other actors it won. yeah like I, from the ones i've seen anyways like i would have mm-hmm. loved to have seen adam driver win for marriage story mm-hmm. um i haven't seen uh the two popes on netflix yet although i do i do intend to watch it and the other one was a um spanish film called pain and glory antonio banderas was, was nominated. nominated yeah and leo was nominated a for Bure one Irish time in hollywood
0: was no irishman
1: that was for supporting really they yeah. both were supporting Chino and pesci were both not oh, for supporting so yeah okay. interesting. but yeah so walking phoenix now um again it's kind of surprisingly this was asking walking's uh, first win oscar win i thought he won before <laughs> uh, he, again he's been nominated before like three or four times oh, but wow. this was his first win um oh, again well win. now I I anybody who's ever seen interviews with walking phoenix knows he's kind of an interesting guy um he's different def- He's different, not in a bad way. Of course, he definitely speaks his mind. He seems very passionate about certain causes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so he gave a very interesting speech, um, which a lot of people like. Like, a lot of people respected it. It's not like it was an awkward or a rambling speech, but he touched on a lot of things about, you know, the state of the world and how people need to be nicer to each other and kind of talked about vegan culture. Yeah, vegan (laughs) culture. He talked about, you know, stealing a cow's milk and stuff. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I said, uh, you know, I think Joaquin's a cool guy. And um, again, I was happy he won. Um, so the big story of the night, though, um, winning four awards, which was the most of any film in this year's Oscars, four awards, was a South Korean film called Parasite. It mm-hmm. came out in 2019. Um, and this had a lot of buzz going into the Oscars. Like, for like, everybody expected to win Best International Film, maybe mm-hmm. get some recognition for the director, but no one really expected to win Best Picture. Or it, also, it won original screenplay, which, again, I've heard the story's really cool, so I, I haven't mm-hmm. spoiled myself on it. I want to see it myself. So one best original screenplay, best international film. Um best, <laughs> <think> ger- so. <laughs> best director was kind of a surprise. Again, uh, the poor were kind-
0: guy was not good didn't like coming up every time.
1: <laughs> so the the director, I think his name is pronounced Bong Jun Ho. I think so, yeah. Uh, and so if, interestingly, I looked up his information obviously on Wikipedia today, and he's he's older than I expected. When I saw him on stage, I figured he's maybe like mid to late thirties.
0: Oh, I would have said like early fifties.
1: Oh really? You thought yeah. that? okay, well you're closer. I think he is fifty, actually, fifty right on. So he's fifty years old. He, this is his um I think fifth like Hollywood film he's done. Oh, I mean, okay. he's done this is, so this will be he did like three Korean films, this being his third Korean language film. Okay. He did two films in America, okay. like English speaking films. So this is his fifth overall like and they feature film. Like, They've all been well received. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. But this one definitely on a much wider spectrum, I think. Yeah, he's um, so Yes, yeah, so like I said, uh, best director. So again, he he went up, obviously, he, he seems to have a decent grasp of the English language, but he did go up with an interpreter yeah, for, his, well, for some that. parts of his speech, which is fine, because he had a lot to say, a lot of people to thank, and he made a lot of jokes about uh, drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to drink
0: till the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
1: and, and I think the, um, I can't remember if it was during the best director award or during the best, I think it was the best director award when he won, when he specifically made a, he gave a shout out to Martin Scorsese sitting in the that audience. That was director, I think. Yeah, because he, said, because he, like, he was grew up with them, influenced by watching Scorsese's yeah. films, and so it was nice too because he got to appreciate. I mean, Martin Scorsese obviously a legendary director in Hollywood, one of the best. And Scorsese, when when Bong Joon Ho called him out, Scorsese kind of stood up, and the rest of the crowd kind of gave him an ovation, which was a nice moment for everybody. Yeah. Um, didn't take away obviously from from Parasite's no. win or anything. But um, he wanted to
0: thank him too because it was because of him. He's in this industry, and yeah, so exactly.
1: Cool. Um, but then obviously yeah the big story of the night then the last award Parasite wins best picture of the year mm-hmm. which is a landmark for many reasons but number one it's the first non-English speaking film to win best picture in 92 years of the Oscars so wow. good for yeah. good for them um, like I said it's definitely it was on my radar before as a watch and now it's like a must watch
0: <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to hi- I don't
1: want to hype it up too much but I haven't heard any negative things about it really it sounds mm-hmm. like a really fun story and the way it's shot and everything I think I looked up. I didn't write down the numbers here on Wikipedia but I'm pretty sure budget of like 15 million US. Wow. and made like 175 million worldwide so
0: and that's before this so yeah once exactly people have seen, like yeah. all this Oscar yeah so like, it's definitely go. hugely profitable for mm-hmm.
1: them and i'm sure it'll uh you know, only only things. further enhance his career exactly. um But and, uh, i guess the only other things we can really talk about the oscars one of the big surprises for the oscars was probably about halfway through the, the proceedings uh they were play or they played a, they played a really they had a lot of good montages during the night for the awards show like the performances and stuff they had a lot of cuz usually most uh, previous years they would just show a specific clip for a specific actor from a movie and then be like
0: oh uh, yeah no there were lots of different like occurrences
1: but, so this year they did like sort of like a montage of all the actors performances yep. in that category and then they would call it each individual person yep. so i thought that was kind of cool the way they did that um, but at one point they had a kind of an, a montage of music in film, like remember when you hear like a song, you associate it to a certain movie. Like yeah. they, they use obvious examples, like Footloose <laughs> yeah. from Footloose or stuff like, um, Moulin I, Rouge. I yeah, Moulin Rouge. But like, uh, they, I can't remember the name of the song right now, but you know, if like back to, if you think back to the future, you know, which song I'm talking about. The one that, that, uh, Michael J. Fox plays at the, at the prom or whatever. i never seen it. A lot of memorable songs, like the Rocky song. Oh and, yeah, um, for sure. Stuff like that, but anyway. So and then the end, they they ended with like an eight mile clip, but they weren't playing uh, the song. They weren't playing Lose Yourself. They were sort of playing like a weird musical track over yeah. Eminem. And sort like, of, wait,
0: that's not the right one.
1: But then of course, and then, then they kind of cut to Eminem being on stage performing Lose Yourself live, which was a cool moment. Yeah, well, uh,
0: it's it's an interesting like, what crowd are you pandering to here?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because uh-huh. obviously like younger, the people in the crowd, they're like, like age 30 or under like us. They obviously know Eminem and the ones maybe in their 50s and 60s, they probably heard of him before. Maybe yeah. they didn't know the song that well, but there's a lot of people jamming in the crowd. Oh, yeah,
0: like, they, everybody in the crowd like, knew the lyrics. It was like, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, yeah, that was a cool moment. It was a good time. Uh, the other musical performances during the night were okay. Like I said, the, I didn't, the Frozen 2, the way they did the Frozen oh, 2 one was kind of interesting. Having different uh Having different singers like for each language.
0: Elsas.
1: Right. In their other, Like Adina Adina Menzel, Menzel was singing obviously the for her version like with Elsa yeah and then they would have uh, um, other singers from different countries singing their in their native language yeah. it was kind of a cool moment but maybe it didn't fit so well with the song because it kind of chops it up a bit right you know yeah I mean? it was like, too choppy yeah so some hits and misses at this year's Oscars but I think if they kept this format moving forward I'd be happy with the way that.
0: No, they gotta fig- they're going to try to figure out how to bring new people in
1: because <laughs> yeah, well, they're
0: going to see the numbers. Catered to the millennials, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's that's my take on this year's Oscars. Do you got anything else to add to it? Or?
0: No, definitely Eminem was my highlight. <laughs> and that's a, that's an interesting I, thing to say about Oscars. I don't
1: know. Again, I'm just impressed you watched all three hours of it. And, like, you were yeah, no, I didn't, engaged like, the whole time.
0: They The awards were handed out at a good pace. Like, mm-hmm. during the musical acts, I just went on my phone and whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay,
1: so that's it for the Oscars. Like I said, unfortunately, I, didn't, I haven't watched any new movies or shows in the last week, so I don't really have anything else to talk about right now. I do intend to watch some new stuff uh, in the, over the next week or so. I mean, by, well, by the time we do this recording next week, oh, I will have seen the uh, the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure I'll have something to say about that.
0: He's, You know he wants to just go to the arcade, and, the, so, and Sonic is just like, the I have to be good t- beforehand Pod, to get the arcade. I think, I, think,
1: I think our son will like the movie, because... It seems like it's it's filmed in a way that'll cater to adults and kids alike it in different ways.
0: It has Jim Carrey. It's fine. He'll be fine.
1: Yeah, and that's more for the parents than the kids. I think. Mm, I think both. The kids will like the CGI, like the Sonic stuff. I don't think they really care too much about the Jim Carrey stuff. But for the adults who know Jim Carrey from like the '90s, I guess that's kind of like his shtick. Exactly, <laughs> and it, it fits well. Um, so, anyways, I do have some other topics uh, I wrote down here we can discuss in short bursts. They probably won't take longer. Than a couple minutes each topic, unless. Yeah. Um, but uh, and they're like so they're pretty much all video game related. Some from our personal experience. Some I just found some articles and uh, oh news online. I hadn't that, seen none of this. Let's go. Well, not, oh, yeah, exactly. I didn't <laughs> I didn't show you these notes beforehand, so you don't know what we're going to talk about. But um, I did mention the first item to you the other day uh, when I was at work at Call of Duty and I told you about... So um, yesterday was a big update for Call of Duty Modern Warfare.
0: Yeah, a game you haven't played in forever. <laughs> oh, Since the holidays, probably,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, but so... Call of Duty Modern Warfare, they have a, a, se- a battle pass mm-hmm. similar to Fortnite and Apex and all these other genres nowadays that are doing battle passes. Um, so season one for Modern Warfare, I believe, started last October or maybe early November. I, I don't remember. I it, it November. Yeah. So it ran for a few months, obviously. And so now season two is out. So with season two, obviously, comes new maps, new weapons, and maybe a new mode. They're kind of being shady about this new mode they're putting in. But the big uproar on social media where I found this was the patch size for so patch sizes are they vary by platform obviously pc ps4 xbox one um so i mean i would say most patch sizes for most games of this genre genre sorry are probably around 10 to 12 gigs like the maybe the
0: most at the, the yeah, high end
1: like that's well that's what apex is i'm judging by that standard mm. but but in this case so um again for people that have bandwidth limits or even just people don't have a lot of space on their well, hard like drives my poor
0: sister who loves playing modern like cod yeah. She cannot do this.
1: So, f- to get into the numbers here, uh, I'll start starting with the start highest. Small, no, small oh, first. Start small. Okay, so smallest would be actually PS4. Uh, PS4's update was about 54 gigs. Yep. Xbox One, I believe, was 61. And then PC jumped up to 96 it's gigs crazy. for an update that essentially just adds two maps and a couple of weapons. Do you so- have
0: to buy the Battle Pass to play these maps? Or are you downloading these, and then they're hoping you'll, <laughs> you'll buy the Battle Pass? Uh,
1: I believe the maps are independent from the Battle Pass. Okay. So, but I did write down here, I, I found a statement from Activision, and it says here, at least from the, from the developers directly, it says, Activision says, the bottom Warfare update was such a large file because it is re-downloading a lot of existing files and overwriting the data for better optimization. Oh. That's their answer. I see. So... People aren't, aren't happy with that answer because no. that kind of speaks to bad tech on their end, like bad engine optimization. You know what I mean? If you have to do it that way for every yeah, I don't know day. how
0: much like times have, and engines have changed over since it's launched. Mm-hmm. Or they made like I can't imagine that much, but
1: but like geez, you, you but figure least... like you figure. I think the even before all these updates, I think the base game alone was probably around 80, 90 yeah. gigs. And then you factor in all it. So, you, really, if I that, were,
0: The first Battle Pass was probably huge, too. If
1: I if I, I haven't updated my Modern Warfare file yet, but if I were to update it, I'm pretty sure if it went into my storage, my PS4, it would probably say around 200 gigs was dedicated to my Modern Warfare <laughs> file.
0: 500 comes <laughs> on your console, so... Yeah, exactly.
1: So, that's a lot to ask. Um, I hope that changes in the future for a lot of people that, like I said, unfortunately... You or, know,
0: they're, or they're like um, uh, compressed files. Mm-hmm. And then they, they open when they're on your console or something, because,
1: yeah... Um, so sticking with Modern Warfare for a second here, I did find some other notes about... Um, so it's been long speculated that Modern Warfare will have some kind of a Battle Royale mode introduced this oh, year. yeah.
0: Well, they had one last year. So
1: apparently it's been leaked or data mined somewhere on Reddit. Someone found out in the in the newest update, some files indicating something called Call of Duty Warzone, which kind of a generic name, but whatever. Oh, whatever. Uh, that might be what they're calling their Battle Royale. So now this is interesting, though. Apparently, um, it will be free to play meaning you don't need to own Modern Warfare to play it. You can just download it separately.
0: Well, it makes sense. It does make
1: sense, but I'm still kind of surprised Activision would go that route because they've always sort of locked that stuff behind.
0: Well, you had to buy the buy last the, Call of Duty the to, play game to play The proper game to play
1: the... Yeah. So, but if they do go that way, it kind of makes sense because, again, they mm-hmm. probably want to compete with Apex and Fortnite and these other mm-hmm. free-to-play Battle Royales, so... We'll see if that uh, comes out in the spring, or I can't imagine they want to wait much longer in the spring to bring it out. Like, no,
0: yeah, I can't imagine. Because the know, other games are always updating and changing too, so like, it's like, hard like, to find like, a good like, time to insert yourself.
1: There's no chance this would. They would wait all the way till E3 to, to bring no. this out, right? No. <laughs> if E3 exists anymore.
0: That news <laughs> yeah. today was. Ooh.
1: Um uh a question for you then uh oh. i wrote this down here so uh i want to get your impressions on the fantasy star online beta that you played on oh,
0: saturday <laughs> it was unfortunately short <laughs> yeah.
1: you didn't realize it was one day well
0: it was apparently it was on the other day like the next day but it was like better for pacific time zone people mm-hmm. um but and then it was supposed to be friday saturday sunday but the friday it, i didn't realize it started at uh, oh my, i think it was 8 p.m eastern so it was like, oh, it's already late. And I'm like, only got a couple hours to play here. But uh, then it was like an hour in, there was emergency maintenance. So Friday was pretty much a wash. So then Saturday comes around. I'm like, okay, I have time to play this for a couple hours. And then I got a little lost. I guess I was following tutorials, but I didn't 100% understand what was going on.
1: I, I spent probably 10 to 15 minutes with you just on the character creator. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs>
0: there's too many options. Yeah. Um, now, and
1: we should also preface those that don't know, this was the beta was only on Xbox One. Xbox right? One, yes.
0: Yeah. I, there's many leaks that it'll, there'll be a PC one later on, but whatever. When that comes, like I'm hoping there's an, this was a closed beta, like you had to be granted access to this one. So whenever the open beta comes around, hopefully we will know more things. Um, but yeah, so the game was a little confusing for me as a, a new player. I, I dabbled in the Japanese one a little bit, but um, couldn't get very far because you know it was done Japanese. So. I spent the night watching YouTube videos on how to play this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hours of YouTube watching to go on to the next day and be like, oh, it's not on till, like, late at night again. And I was like, oh, I don't have time now. So, that was a wash. So, I watched YouTube videos for nothing. <laughs> but whatever, I'll just hold that knowledge in until the open beta eventually. But, otherwise, it was it was good. Like, uh, it, I loved uh, the PSO on GameCube. I played that and who has a game who has a keyboard for gamecube like that was such a cool thing to have but uh, yeah i am excited to have your little like pet uh the summoner class which um i wish every game had it's my favorite but yeah it was good i'm excited for more like i don't think this was enough time to really dabble in all the things i wanted to so Mm -hmm. i found some people in the world i killed stuff with them it was good
1: Okay, um, another uh, topic we discussed briefly today when I talked to you when I was at work, um, Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC Yay! coming out soon? Or is it already out? Is no, 15th, it? I okay, think. Okay, 15th, okay. Oh A um, little what bit of information I found online. <laughs> now you're not sure. So a little information I found online from the developers about the DLC here is that they approximate it to be around 8 to 10 hours long of content.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. Now
1: it's... How much is it? Thirty dollars? Or
0: you have to buy the season pass to get right. it, and the season pass is just a bunch of costumes mm. and I think a couple of extra maps. But it's thirty one Canadian.
1: Right. I think so I saw. The, I think right I saw was twenty five American. Okay, so yeah. So um, we also found out too that it's this is independent from the main game, so you can just boot this up from the main menu. You don't need to like load yeah. up a save file that or anything. But although, main, although I'm guessing you'd obviously want to have played the main story first before you play this DLC. I think so. Like, it's not standalone. Separate, like
0: it's called Three Houses, but this is the fourth house. Right um but the thing is that i'm pretty sure there's only four people in this fourth house um and if you go back to the main game after you beat the campaign of the new the new house you could recruit those people into your other houses okay so they're still available to you even if you don't want to play that new house Mm -hmm. i'm so excited i don't need any excuse to put another (laughs) 100 hours in that game but man that was my game of the year last year yeah
1: definitely a lot of people excited for that um and it's nice to see, too. Like, I know they've been better at it the last couple of years, but it's nice to see Nintendo supporting their games with more DLC. Like yeah.
0: they, they used
1: to be sort of anti-DLC, but now I think they're embracing it a bit more.
0: Well, yeah. It was, well, it's always... It was weird, DLC, like motorcycle and Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Right. That <laughs> kind of stuff. Oh, and Smash is a good example, too, but...
1: Um, okay. The next uh, item I have on the list here is... Um, well, something we briefly discussed yesterday, although I have an add-on to this. I don't know if you already know about it. So, yesterday, you you told me about this, but I already seen it on my social media feed, is that the Division 2 was on sale for, like, $5 or something, that. $4. Right? $4. 4 Canadian
0: dollars, but I think it's 3 American right. dollars. Right.
1: Which, I mean... The, game, it's, it's the game came out, what, a year ago?
0: It was March last year, so yeah.
1: So, yeah, almost a year ago, and it's, like, for a game that size... Like, it's a good game, obviously. Yeah. We, i um, I didn't play it as much as I'd like to because I just again most well, of the we'll games. Yeah, Air- okay, Air no, Air- no,
0: don't you say other games? It's just one game.
1: <laughs> Everything <laughs> comes back to Apex, but um, Division Two, from what I play of it's it's definitely a good game, and uh, I know a lot of people are really into it. Okay. So, like I said, I mean, f- if you didn't already have it, then first five dollars is a steal. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't buy it. Well, I'm still But I also said to card. you when I saw that price, I said to you the other day, well, they must be selling it that cheap because they want people to buy it to hook into the new DLC coming out soon, right? Yeah, I
0: figured there's a new like so season pass. I coming saw out.
1: that the. I don't know if this information is old enough or, or if I just saw it today, but the DLC comes out March 15th.
0: Okay, so like a year after launch.
1: Yeah. Now, this is kind of interesting. I was reading up on the sort of the content involved in the DLC. Because, um, again, they, they did a lot of DLC for Division 1. They added a lot of extra stuff.
0: Well, yeah, like you could buy the season pass and get it right away. Mm-hmm. And you had, like, the two new kind of classes and uh, I think there was
1: an extra mode. Well, yeah, they had new weapons. modes and different... Uh, yeah, there was a lot of content in Division One. I. I, I didn't write it down, but so anyways, for this one, the, I don't think people are really gonna be excited about with this DLC for Division Two is that it's they're returning to New York City.
0: Oh, so again,
1: for those that don't know, Division the Two. Zone? The what? The dark, dark zone. zone? i'm out? sure that'll be part of it too but i'll get to the new york stuff in a second but for those that don't know the division two takes place in dc kind of like a, a ruined because obviously mm-hmm. there's been a war going on but people weren't really happy with the setting of dc compared to new york city something about i think it was mostly the aesthetic of having christmas in new york in the division one yeah. was kind of cool having like you know ruined christmas trees and decorations all around and like just the way the theme fit whereas dc is just i don't know there's obviously some landmarks in DC people recognize, but the city just felt a little bland. I think to people, so people are happy New York's back it's now. Not
0: a samey buildings. And stuff this that this
1: version of New York City, apparently according to this DLC story and whatever they're going to associate it with here, is uh, this New York has been ruined by a hurricane apparently. Oh. So from the screenshots I saw, it so looks it like
0: different New York than the uh, first one.
1: Yeah, I, well, I think it's story wise. This is supposed to pick up like so. Division two takes place chronologically after Division one, so I think this return to New York is after the events of Division two. Okay. So, so New York is still messed up from the first game, right. but now like a hurricane has gone through it. Okay. So now you have like water everywhere. Like, you're wading through like waist deep water on the streets and there's like trees down everywhere. Okay. So it's kind of cool. It's cool. cool. Um, And they have a new antagonist. Apparently it's another like rogue agent from the division. They have to take down. Okay. Um, So they've, I believe in division two, the level cap is like, like 30. I think so. So, in this, they said, obviously, for the DLC, they'd increase the level cap to 40. Okay. But they've also said that you don't have to necessarily already be at 30 in the They, they, You can basically play the DLC separately, have a character start off at 30, and go from there. Okay. You don't have to import an old character if you don't want to. You know okay. what I mean? So, That's nice. Yeah. But they said a lot of content, which I don't, I don't doubt. I hope so. So, I don't, I don't know what the price is. I'd assume it's probably around 30 bucks. Or this seems fair. 40, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean... Like I said, if for people that are returning to Division Two or people that are just buying it now for that low, low price, it's definitely some like a good investment.
0: Um For sure. Yeah. Like people are like, is this a price error? It's like no. Everybody <laughs> go grab it. Yeah.
1: All right. Um sticking with Ubisoft for a second here, I got some interesting other news I found. Um well, a landmark news here, I guess. Uh Rainbow Six Siege uh has hit fifty five million players.
0: That's crazy. Huge. That team was- been out yeah. since
1: 2016. Uh, I, I, I was going to say 15, but you think it's 16?
0: Shoot. I'm going to have to double check that. It's going to bother me. I mean, me. it's at
1: least four years, maybe five. But um, but yeah, so like I said, uh, so I don't know what this number means, but the article just said as of 2019... The game has made—I'm using air quotes here—the <laughs> game has made 1.1 billion dollars for Ubisoft.
0: I'm not surprised because they constantly update that game mm-hmm. and put but new operators. does that out. mean
1: like a profit of 1.1 billion? Well, it's it probably
0: they're profit, saying sales not of 1.1 billion. Yeah, but,
1: like, yeah, I can imagine it's net. So, no. but still, the fact that because for those that don't know, the game had a really poor launch. Um, it was
0: underwhelming, I think, in it, was, it was kind to of Vegas. dead in the water
1: after a year. And then it, it rejuvenated. They stuck with it. They put a lot of work and content into it. And it's now it's, it's still got a huge, consistent player and base. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, it's impressive for them to have those kind of numbers. And I'm sure Ubisoft's loving it.
0: Um, <laughs> well, considering their recent stuff is not so well-received, that they could use a win. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Just
0: yeah, I could never play it. Those people are too good now. Yeah, j- jumping in, <laughs> jumping into that game now
1: seems a little intimidating. I think yeah. there's because uh, when we listen to the uh, Giant Beast cast, Mike Mahardy talks about it a lot. I think he says something like there's like fifty six characters yeah. in it now or something. So Ugh, yeah, it would it's take a, it would take a lot of work to get into it now, unless you had a friend willing to, to teach you the ropes. Yeah. Um, uh, another piece of news here I thought was interesting. Not Ubisoft related, but um, EA. Uh, for those so. EA, for those who don't know, they uh, they own the Need for Speed series, <laughs> which has had kind of a rough, I'd say, generation of games. Yeah, like the last good. five that's or six years call. has been kind of rough for Need for Speed, which was used to be a really good franchise. So I thought this was interesting. So EA said today they are going to move development for their future Need for Speed games back to Criterion Games.
0: Intre- but the this, this studio is not the same as it they're used
1: not. To be. No, again, this isn't the Criterion level with like the Burnout. The burnout yeah, um, exactly, Burnout Paradise, or they also did the Most Wanted. Was, oh. or the, not not the most wanted f- no sorry I'm thinking of Hot Pursuit they did most wanted so they came out in 2012 or 2013 yeah, like one, of I one, one of the last PS3 games yeah. yeah so but again I think it's for the last I don't know how many it is for last four or five Need for Speed games since this generation yeah, started uh, yeah. it's been done by uh, an ESU called Ghost Games yes um so they were a newer studio and they they had some hits and misses with yeah they were
0: the, trying new things exactly
1: it's not like all the new speed games in the last six years were terrible but none of them were huge hits the way EA was right. some of them really flopped.
0: well some of them um, had like some just weird bugs that people just laughed at and memed mm-hmm. at for a while and the other ones yeah I don't know because they have had Forza as a good competition for a while and they're trying to catch up to that also well, horizon I so point.
1: I imagine that with EA moving this back criteria, and they're planning to have probably a new Need for Speed for the PS5 and Xbox oh, Series X hope so. when Pretty those come out sell. yeah um, Another interesting piece of news that came with this, though, um, is that the, there's a rumor that uh, EA and Criterion, I guess, might remaster one of my favorite Need for Speed is games. Hot Pursuit is a Hot yes. Pursuit. Yes, yay! They might be remastering Hot Pursuit from, from 2010, so yes, 10 years ago it came man, out.
0: Man, I still remember watching you play that. It's so good. And
1: that, I think that gameplay would really still hold up today. Like, yeah. obviously, they give it a bit. The reason they want to remaster, is give it a bit of a graphics overhaul, because. If you go back and play a game now, it's not the best looker, but the gameplay was great. Exactly. It was, I think the frame rate was smooth from what I remember. Like yeah. It played well, well. that's probably
0: why it wasn't so pretty.
1: Right. But, um, so if they do indeed enter mass night, I'll be very happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that would be a great call by them. That's the last good one, in my opinion. <laughs> I
1: thought
0: you were going to talk about Anthem. <laughs>
1: oh, gosh. No, no, Anthem. Oh, although I think I did see, I didn't write this down here, but I'm pretty sure I saw something on my Twitter feed a couple days ago that said that, again, at EA or buyer, where we're saying that they're still... Invested in, well, like, yeah,
0: that's what I thought you were gonna say. Like, they are doing like Anthem 2.0, like, right? They're working on that, which is I, are, I, it has been proven recently that games can come back.
1: I, I can't see this one though, oh, even even if were kind of puts hope. a ton of effort into just it, I, some hope I can't it. see, yeah, they'd have to do something totally different because of the reception on the first one was so poor. People have this bad taste in their mouth. On the same
0: with No Man's <laughs> Sky, Vault 76 is still trying to work things out, but yeah. I just, I'm just hoping, because I want Bioware to, of old back, and I want Dragon Age 4 to exist, so I'm hoping that they can turn it around. Not that I'd ever, like, play it again or anything, <laughs> but I don't know. I I have hope in them.
1: So, uh, the only other piece of news I have to discuss is here the Best for Last. <laughs>
0: oh, is it? Oh, okay. Well, um
1: well uh so obviously oh this
0: is gonna be you, All pre- you. pretty
1: much every podcast i'm gonna have something <laughs> apex related to talk about i'll try not to make it too long but um so they uh, they have a new event that just, so again we, we didn't at the beginning of the podcast we didn't actually see the date but since we usually record this on wednesday we're just gonna say so it's wednesday february 12th today mm-hmm. um now this event this valentine's day event that that apex was putting out Respawn, Entertainment was putting out sorry um <clears throat> it was supposed to run from february 11th so yesterday to february 18th but yes so everybody's really hyped for it yesterday the event uh, in question is that they were gonna bring back duos mode so playing as teams of two instead of three which people really like um the event was supposed to come out yesterday and people really were waiting for it yesterday afternoon and then after it was their the update came out late or um people or people download the update and they're like hey i don't see duos on here then wanted to put out a statement on social media saying sorry we had to postpone day because we had some errors mm-hmm. um so people were kind of bummed but anyways the event is out today i can confirm i saw people playing it earlier i, I want to play it after i get off this podcast probably <laughs> um but yeah so duos is out um again it's, that's not the only mode you can still go back and play a regular team of three if you want or play ranked or whatever but the duos mode is just for like is, regular play not ranked. Um, is
0: duos on king canyon king's canyon
1: no, it's oh. on World's Edge okay. on the current map I, still. I, I read yeah. poorly. There was a rumor that they might have been bringing back duos in this capacity to play it on King's Canyon King map, but that's no. Okay. I think they'll do it next month or the month after when the rank switches over to the new map. Or the How old map. How
0: do I get the charm with the Paris with the
1: <coughs> Pathfinder charm? Pathfinder. You have to buy
0: it. No.
1: I believe it is uh Too six six hundred Apex coins, which is around seven dollars. Oh, so, gosh. and there's no, no way. way, no no way in no Fortune to earn it in game with uh. any um. But you I mean, unless you're unless you're grinding the battle pass, you get coins during the battle pass. But then you'd have to earn enough to buy it before the 18th when the events up. Does it so.
0: not go in the loot pool after then?
1: Uh, I yeah probably would. But again, again, then you're just taking a chance at. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of items in the loot pool now because they've added so many skins and, and other things to it. Um, the odds of. Well, I, well, I, I know oh, the odds are low, but I saw a funny um, uh on one of the forums I follow for Apex news, um, someone had posted a link to a, a website that can calculate how many. Uh, Apex packs or like loot boxes you've opened. Oh, I don't even want to know what you've done. So what you be, <laughs> what you do basically is you type in your your main account level. So for me, I'm level two hundred and one. Mm. So you type that in because they can track. Obviously, you you got one up to level one hundred. I believe you got one every two or three levels. And wow. now, and ever since they've sort of re- they did this soft reset uh, back in December to everybody got to like level 100 that was already maxed out, and then you went from there up to 500. Um, so, mm-hmm. it calculates how many loot boxes you got during that period. And then it also calculates, you can also indicate on this uh, tracker. Yeah, you, you can say like season 1 or season 2, season 3, did you buy the Battle Pass for right. each season? Did you max it out? In which case, I did level 110. And what so, about
0: your like events like the Halloween and Christmas? Right,
1: so that's how many so I had to kind of speculate how many of those yeah. I bought. So overall, I, based on the numbers, I entered it said that i've opened probably around 206 which sounds accurate i'd say yeah i was gonna guess somewhere between two or 300 um now if, again for those that don't know respawn has always said that you're guaranteed by time you open 500 packs or loot ticks in this game whatever you want to call them uh, by time you open 500 you're guaranteed to you get an heirloom set and what an mm. heirloom set is is like it just, it's just a cosmetic thing obviously but it's a special um Animation and skin for one of your characters. So, the very first one that came out was Wraith. She gets like a little knife dagger that she runs with when you're not, when you have a weapon equipped. Um, A lot of the pros when you're watching on Twitch have it. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Either they, you know, just like bought enough packs to get it or they got lucky. But, um, and then there's a Bloodhound one as well that has an axe. Right. Um, So. So like I said, I'm not even halfway <laughs> to getting what to guaranteeing to get one of those, and I've been playing non-stop for like over a year. So with
0: the new uh, stat reset from one to hundred to mm-hmm. five hundred, how often do you get loot packs now? Every two levels. Oh, still two levels. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. So you go. So, so there's like two fifty in there alone. So from f- oh so, no, it's four hundred. So from 200.
1: when I from when I got reset at one hundred up to when I got two hundred last night, I've opened fifty more. Yeah. Of those you know, loot packs. Okay. So oh, not bad. Yeah. Um, So Like I said, so the Valentine's event, um, unlike most of their events in the past, this one doesn't have a lot of skins and uh, weapon skins or character skins to buy. It just has, they recycled a a weapon skin and a character banner from the uh, Valentine's event last year, but they discounted it because obviously it's it's recycled content, so they don't want to charge a full 1,200 coins for it, so now I believe it's 800 coins. And then they have a couple of cute charms. Like yeah. I said, there's a Pathfinder charm, but there's like Cupid. It's, a cupid. <laughs> it's pretty cute. And there's like a Nessie charm, like a little uh, dinosaur charm. Right. Um, and everybody who logs in during this one week of night is going to get a Valentine's badge, which is also a pretty cute looking badge. Just oh, yeah. That's your... the only badge I'm going to put on. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Um, for those who don't know as well... Uh, this don't is even. A... No, I'm going to oh, say it. I'm going to say now it. Now I have this to a, it. This is a huge... Huge step up for Sarah. She has agreed to play the duos event with me this week.
0: You have agreed to not win. No, I'm I'm not.
1: I'm. I want to win. Still, I'm just saying I don't have the expectation. Yeah, like
0: he's played. FPS games with me in the past, and he knows how amazingly horrible I am at them. Well, I don't you know, know why. He but you know, to be this. fair,
1: to be fair, you and I last night we went into the the training section of the of Apex. There's a firing range where you can just kind of mess around with all the guns and shooting at dummies. You can actually I didn't realize it's the reason. You can actually shoot at your friend. You can turn friendly fire on and pretend what it's like to shoot a like a moving target because mm-hmm. most of the targets in the firing range they don't move aside oh, yeah. from there's some targets there's, tar- couple, there's, there's some targets that move, but it's not the same as, as no, a character trying to sporadically. And away and from and, you. and you can practice with the abilities too and get used to each character's movements so it, it's really cool but i was actually surprised how well you you caught on to it yesterday like you at the beginning you were kind of shooting wildly and <laughs> i'm like well this is gonna be easy he's so like just run circles around her but then once i think you got the hang of some of the weapons and some of the you're mostly playing like when
0: i uh oh phase in front of you, <laughs> <laughs>
1: did you shoot me? yeah you, had your, you did your face timing pretty well so if you can utilize that during a real game i'd be impressed um but I think uh, we agreed you should probably stick to get away from pistols, stick to shotguns and guns that have a lot of like heavy mags. So you can just fire hip fire a lot. Yeah, and, and I have to
0: remember to pick up ammo. That's a problem. Yes, of mine. <laughs> yes. Just
1: <laughs> the, the, the rule of usually the rule of thumb in hip packs at least until you get really skilled is just pick everything up until you fill up your backpack and then worry about afterwards mm-hmm. what you want to switch out or, or optimize. But uh,
0: yes, I agree to play this event in duo, so I don't have to bring down some other soul with us. <laughs> <laughs> And you're playing on a dummy account because I can't ruin your other accounts. <laughs> this is how low we well, are going. Quite, okay,
1: but I'm doing that for two reasons. Number one, yes, I don't really want to cripple my stats for a couple of days <laughs> by us having a lot of bad matches. <laughs> but at the same time, too, if I play with you on a new account, whereas you're starting out new, we'll be playing against people of a newer skill That's level. True. Like if If I play with my account, even though you'd be new, we'd be playing against people on my yeah, level, no, so, which That'd is a huge demolished. disadvantage for you. Yes, for sure. Yeah, so.
0: We'll see. You know what? It <laughs> I just want some loot. I want some skins. That's all I want. Exactly. So, I'm sure I'll get what I'm there for.
1: I, I don't have any other really news written down off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? Or? Not
0: really. I beat Cadence of Hyrule. That was nice. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. That was totally worth the, I don't know, 10 bucks I paid for it on sale. <laughs> the music is great. That was what I was there for. Um, and then I started playing Cyber Dimension Neptunia, Four Goddesses Online. So, working on that for... I, I got to figure out when this Fire Emblem DLC comes out. Because <laughs> if it comes out tomorrow, I will be playing Cyber Dimension of Tunia tonight after editing the podcast. Because um, I will never go back to Cyber Dimension if I do not uh, beat it before Fire Emblem DLC comes out. Um, but yeah, I know I'm just super excited for that DLC because I'm just going to... It's probably going to be what I play until Animal Crossing comes out. But yeah, that's not till the end of March, so there's time. That's it. That's all I got for you.
1: <laughs> uh, like I said, looking forward to next week. Um... I'm sure we'll have some other content. Yeah, memorable. I want to hear all
0: about Sonic. Yeah, <laughs>
1: hear about the Sonic movie. I'll probably watch something else on Netflix this weekend. Two Popes? Maybe Two Popes or there's a lot of other stuff in my wish list I could watch too. You know, there's still, I still have my wish list. those two documentaries that we were going to watch. They've been out for a couple of years now. There's that one documentary with Jim Carrey.
0: Yes, I've been waiting for that. When he's
1: play, playing as Andy Kaufman. Yep. I
0: mean, that's where like, his craziness came from
1: yeah <laughs> he really got method on yes. that role uh, but i've heard it's a great documentary mm-hmm. and uh there's also i mean i don't know if you're interested i'm so i'm gonna watch the uh the fred rogers documentary no, i've been waiting to see that too. Oh, yeah. Is it yeah. on
0: netflix it now? is yep. oh
1: okay yep um I believe it's called won't you be my neighbor yes that's what they call it. Ooh, yeah. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. and uh there's also a couple of um anime things that i've put on my wishes we can watch oh uh, yeah one of them is a uh, makoto shinkai um which again was from your name which yep. we watched and, and weathering with you which we haven't seen yet but so he has there's one on netflix called the garden of words which okay. is a, a shorter it's not really a short film but it's only like 45 minutes okay. so it's not a feature film either but it's apparently it's really good and it's one of his earlier films so we'll watch that and there's another anime one that i had on my wish list not done, it's not done by Shinkai; shinkai's a different director but shinkai says it was a huge influence on him it's one of oh, his okay. favorite i believe it's called a Silent Voice
0: i've heard of that
1: one yeah it's okay. supposed to be i believe the synopsis is something to do with a uh, again it's set in high school like most animes <laughs> uh i believe it, believe it has to do with a female protagonist who is uh deaf or a mute maybe both i'm not sure okay. but so it deals with her experience getting bullied in school but then i think she uh has a like later on in her life has an experience with her high school bully and he feels remorse and they sort of have developed a relationship supposed to be a really good story. Um, so we'll probably check that out in the next couple of weeks at some point.
0: I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finished James May in Japan. Oh, how could I forget that? I'm so
1: sorry. Okay. Yeah, we can definitely. Oh, so yeah. Um, six I wanted e- to know your favorite moment. Six episodes, right? There Was, was six? I believe there were six a, episodes. Uh, sure. Yeah. Five or six.
0: No, I was going to say six or eight. I know it was an No, it ever. wasn't eight. No, okay, it was definitely six, six then. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, for those who don't know, James May is a British If you know uh, Grand Tour performer. or Top Gear. Yeah, exactly. He was on Top Gear, Grand Tour. He's a car guy. Yeah. But, you know, Sometimes
0: food on YouTube.
1: Right, he does a lot of <laughs> he has a lot of other interests. So this series that came out last month is about him, yeah, individually taking a, a trip to several places in North Japan, to South Japan. Yeah, and along the way he has lots of experiences, meets lots of like he has uh, he has mm-hmm. some recurring guides yeah. in these episodes that help him out with some of the culture differences, obviously, and uh, experiences. But yeah. uh, so you asked me sort of my favorite moment. I want to know my
0: favorite moment. I'm sure it's the same as mine. So I'm gonna think of another one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say yeah, I'll let you have yours. Okay. I, know, I know what you're gonna say. Uh, my favorite moment would probably be. Um, <laughs> either one of a couple of that well, a couple of things stand out to me. Uh, number one is when he went to that uh the, the Japanese pop band, the boy, okay. the boy pop band. Remember I was that? gonna say that was one of like the things I learned. That's mm-hmm. not J J pop. J pop, sorry, J pop's Korean. <laughs> yes, J pop, Japanese. Um,
0: but uh, exactly. like the, the, how they have concerts before work in school.
1: Yeah, to entertain commuters who are waiting yeah. for the trains. It was kinda of cool.
0: That's yeah. like such an interesting concept. Like how I could not fathom going to a concert at seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems like not the not the right time to do things, but they do it there. I
1: don't, One of my favorite recurring themes with James, even going back to watching Grand Tour and Top Gear, he like he likes to drink beer a lot. Yeah, beer. So yeah, he likes his beer <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh... I don't know. Watching other funny moments. So it's me. Uh, like watching him go to that sumo wrestling school.
0: Oh, yeah. him doing nothing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Let, letting his poor guide. What was the guy's name? Yujiro. Yujiro. Yeah. Yujiro yeah. was his guide. Guy spoke. Yeah. A lot of his. He a was lot, so
0: uh, ecstatic.
1: Yeah. A lot of the characters that he interacted with. Um,
0: characters and not even
1: people. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I know, uh, a lot of the. Guides and, yes. and, and locals that he dealt with. Very um, exuberant. Yes. Good personalities. Yes. Obviously very knowledgeable of the areas. And uh, yeah, they gave a lot of insight to. I mean, I know, I already know going into this series, you love Japan. This series opened my eyes thought a lot of cool things about Japan too. Um, that It's just so different. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, they even did a small segment, which I think was really well done. Like they handled it really respectfully about Hiroshima. Yes. About the disaster. I didn't. I
0: don't know much about Hiroshima, mm-hmm. but I definitely learned like some insights on it for sure
1: when they talked to like a japanese american historian who talked yeah. about like the impact it had uh, the positive even yeah. though obviously you, you think of it as a negative thing is obviously tragic so many, died, so many yeah. deaths and but it did change the, the the face of the country forever and possibly even save the country from, mm-hmm. from going to, to war yeah, and getting looking, destroyed
0: maybe want to look more into it yeah
1: for sure um so sorry i know your fear moment is you can go ahead and say it
0: oh i had two i'll go with okay. my other mm-hmm. one first is it was that museum like that really oh, the cool.
1: art the art one with yeah. the moving art. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like man.
0: I would just wanna lay there and just see the art go. Digital around. art
1: like, museum or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was so like you're standing there and then the art's moving around you, like reacting to you. And like when you step on like the stream it moves and stuff, it's like
1: That was pretty cool.
0: Wow, okay. So I would just chill there all day. Um, but the other one was Bim, for sure. When he was in Kyoto, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead of having um, a human guide, he got a robot to to kind of take him like around. A, like
1: a tiny robot you'd wear around yeah, your neck. Yeah. Like and a, he would
0: tell you uh, different facts about different places. And he would have a GPS, so he would know when to say certain things. Um, but at the beginning, uh, he had to enter his name, so he would know how to interact with him. And and he spelled his name wrong. He spelled it Bim instead of Jim. <laughs> so the whole time the robot okay. <laughs> kept telling calling him bim and it the, the robot gets a little uh i don't know, he, uh, confused because he will say the same statistic over and over and over again so it was very amusing um that was definitely one of my favorite part <laughs> that episode was so good but yeah i loved watching that series it was i'm curious to see what somebody in japan thinks about this series um like somebody american that moved that Moved, lived now in Japan or has lived in Japan how they see it and if it's correct but yeah no I thought it was a great uh, random for, for some
1: reason another moment that sticks out to me um, I mean during this series there's a lot of times where he goes to eat at places Mm-hmm. Mostly sushi places, but he tries some other things to it. I r- certainly remember the one place he went to with, U- is it Ujiro, sorry? Ujira yep, Ujira. Was Ujira. His, yeah, Ujiro. He goes to the one sushi place with Ujiro where the sushi stuff is just going by on a conveyor yeah, belt been, the whole time. Yeah, that's like so Yeah, and common. Like, right. Um, but then also like when you're done with your plates, you put them into this lottery. Yeah. And you win a prize. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, you had to put like a certain, I think three <laughs> plates in. three or four. Yeah. three or four plates, yeah. And this goes into like a little river and it mm-hmm. goes back and gets yeah. cleaned. It's it's like so everything, <laughs> like the sushi and the whole automated. cleaning system was all automated. That's just crazy crazy because
1: they said like these automated robots can rip- whip up a sushi dish in like three seconds or something yeah. like it was oh what a crazy thought yeah. but yeah
0: i would love to see a comparable I've, i'm pretty sure there's a comparable sushi somewhere around here but i love sushi so much <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh that was the other thing that we did
1: yeah. yeah so like i said it was a i believe it was a six episode run each episode was probably around 45 to 50 minutes so it's not like, a huge time investment no. I mean, you could probably binge it in a couple of days if you want to we mm-hmm. spread out usually one episode per week Although, I think we watched two episodes back-to-back at the end to kind of just get through it, didn't we? we no, we, we did not. We didn't watch the last
0: two back-to-back? No, that was The Witcher. We did that.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> Once again, my memory fails me. Recurring okay, theme on this podcast. Okay. Yes. Yeah, more okay. stuff will happen next week. Yeah, I don't think we really have any series looking, we're looking forward to in the no. near future.
0: And then whenever Grand Tour comes back, we're not mm-hmm. sure. So let's listen we'll for a play
1: out in a couple more months, I would imagine.
0: That's okay. Yeah, right.
1: Well, I am going to go play some Apex Legends. Yes, you will. And I'll <laughs> be
0: editing and then playing Four Goddess and Googling Fire Emblem real fast. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for tuning in again. Uh, we'll be back next week.
1: I let listen to Opposite's
0: React. <laughs> good night. Bye.